Some lake ice in the Northwoods has become particularly unsafe in recent weeks. The Oneida County Sheriff's Office is warning people to avoid driving on the channel between Boom and Bass Lakes after two vehicles went through the ice last weekend. With WXPR News, I'm Katie Thorson. Joining us for all things outdoors is Conservation Warden Tim Otto. So as we've seen, you know, the ice conditions can change within a day or day to day. So what are some of the conditions that are impacting how it changes? Yeah, with the spring conditions, there's a lot of things that can change and impact the ice conditions. Even though, you know, on like a below freezing day, it, it might be common to think that the ice is, is building and not deteriorating. But there are some things that can change that. Any kind of influx of warm water, specifically things like rain, runoff from nearby shorelines and boat landings can have a significant impact on on ice thickness, you know, whether it be a south-facing slope where there's going to be a little bit of warmer water running across the bare ground and then going into the into the lakes or rivers, that can impact the, the ice thickness. Again, those boat landings are notorious, um, you know, especially if there's asphalt. That water is going to heat up quite a bit as it flows into the lake. And then even, of course, anything like current. And with spring runoff, there's going to be more current in places where there wasn't necessarily a lot of current even just a month ago. And so before people are even heading out on the ice, what kind of safety precautions do you think they should be taking? Yes, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Certainly check the ice thickness frequently. Again, the, the ice thickness can vary greatly from one location on a body of water to another. So stop, get out, check whether you have an ice spot if you're walking or maybe an auger if you're choosing to drive. But check check the conditions frequently to make sure that where you're going and you are, that it's safe. Um, and so for people that um, still want to get out ice fishing, maybe to some of those farther reaches on the lakes and plan on driving out there, what's your best advice for that if they're going to be on their vehicle on the ice? Well, certainly now as we're moving into March, I would be very careful about that again. Um, it, but if you have to go, make sure that you're rolling your windows down and taking your seat belts off. So that way, if for some reason you were unfortunate enough to roll your windows down, or excuse me, if you were to break through and you have your windows down, that you'll be able to get out the open window. The doors are going to be very difficult to open based upon the pressure of the water rushing in, taking your seatbelt off just because it's one less thing that you're going to have to try to fiddle with as you break through. Um, some people I've heard of where they put life jackets on, I would not suggest wearing a life jacket in a vehicle because it could trap you in it. And admittedly for me personally, if I had a life jacket on driving a truck, I would think twice about being on that ice to begin with. That's usually a good sign that maybe this isn't the best conditions to be out there. Um, and so, you know, whether you're in a vehicle or, you know, maybe you did just hit kind of a thin patch of ice. What's your best advice for if, if you fall through or someone you're with falls through on the ice? Sure. First thing is if you have somebody in the water. Uh, I would really suggest calling 911, get emergency medical services coming in that direction or in that location. It can take a while in the Northwoods to get those services there, so get them moving. Uh, it's really easy to call them off. The There's kind of five steps, I guess you could say, for trying to rescue someone out of, out of ice. First is preach, which I don't necessarily mean to send them to Sunday school, but to um, talk them through what's going on, keep them calm and walk them through the steps, you know, directing them to kick, uh, paddle, whatever it is, to the edge of the ice, to grab onto the edge of the ice. Uh, the next step after preach would be reach, which means grab something like a stick, a pole of some kind, whether it be a fishing pole or whatever it is that you can have that you might be able to help pull that person onto the ice. The next step would be throw, so throw something to help them. 
life jacket, um, you know, anything that's going to float, a rope would be good. So that way maybe they can grab onto the rope. And again, you can try to try to pull them onto the ice. My suggestion with throwing a rope would be to throw it beyond them. And that way that you can pull it back to them rather than trying to just hit them in the head or something with it. Because if it run, if it falls short, you're going to be, um, it won't help. So uh, the next step would be row, depending on the body of water that you may be close enough to shore to locate something like a, uh, you know, a canoe or a kayak or something like that and borrow that from, from somebody's yard to be able to go out and rescue the person. And the last step would be go. Go help the person. Uh, if you do have to go, then make sure that you're taking extra precautions also. Um, it may be a good idea to go on your stomach to spread out the weight so that you don't break through the very ice that the other person broke through um, and be very careful. Um, and also I would suggest along with that is maybe even having a tether or something like that to, to make sure that really it's only a one-person rescue. Uh, any The rule of rescuing somebody is always make sure that you don't add on to onto the rescues. Great. Well, Conservation Warden Tim Otto, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me.